0: you're tuned in to another episode of Recruitment Entrepreneurs by Recruit CRM. Welcome guys to another episode of uh, Recruitment Entrepreneurs by Recruit CRM and we are with uh, Katrina Collier. You, she helped me pronounce pronounce her name right but I, I think I messed it up again. But anyway, uh, Thanks Katrina for taking the time to do this and um, would you like to introduce yourself and tell the the audience what you do and who you are
1: for sure so i am katrina collier collie I like the dog with an r yeah. it's really <laughs> easy anyway it's amazing how people pronounce it so i wouldn't worry um and it's my married name even though i'm divorced yeah Anyway, whatever you need not know any of that more importantly i am the author of this amazing book called the robot proof recruiter which i can never show properly when i have free background on yeah, um great. which which uh i Generously donated my royalties to charity for, so I plug it quite a lot. Hang on, there we go, without getting London in it.
0: Brilliant. And, um, and you link at the bottom. Of
1: yeah, the- yeah. Seventy-four of your industry peers helped me write this book as well. So um, I do that. I spend a lot of time facilitating with HR, talent acquisition, and hiring managers to get everybody talking properly and treating people better. And I run an amazing mastermind off the back of the book as well. where I really going to the human side of recruitment. And you sign up and you join monthly and you get to be mentored by me over 12 months to really become like a super recruiter. So I do, those are my main three things, but I speak a lot and I have a podcast and uh, there's probably another book coming, but I am a recruiter from old. I started recruiting in 2003. So I've been in the industry for all that time. So I think like a recruiter that's never changed.
0: Got it. And and how did, how did you end up in recruitment in the first place? Like, what's the real story? How, you know, how, how did, you, how did recruitment become your first job or second job or whatever it was?
1: Yeah, no, um, I moved to London permanently in 2003. And I'm on the metro and I see one of the little newspapers, the free newspaper. And there's this tiny little advertisement for a uh, trainee recruitment consultant. I thought, oh, I can do that why not? And literally that's how I started. The first company I worked for was so dodgy that I waited until my paycheck went in and left. Literally, it was like, I can tell they're not paying everyone. So money went in, I walked out the door. And then That then led to another agency that wasn't quite the right fit. And then I went to Spring Technology and I spent five years at that company. Um, And when I started, they were incredibly professional. Everything was done properly. You properly partnered with your clients. And I really got an amazing base from the three, I I would say, three people in particular who really mentored me and and trained me properly. Um, So that's how I ended up in it. And then when the recession hit, it was like, as in the last one, not the current one. Um, <laughs> now we're in another one, thanks to the pandemic. Um, it was, wow, I, I'm going to go out and I'm going to ta- start teaching social recruiting. So that's sort of what happened until I got asked to write the book and then I stopped and did that and then I switched to facilitation. So I've sort of just grown and evolved and changed.
0: And, and Katrina, um, to go into this, like your current client base, the people you coach and teach, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. the main, main business that you have or the main way you earn your living Uh, um
1: speaking facilitating and and then the mastermind um and of course I donated my royalties, so I don't get income from that uh that would be the main way I was running an event called disrupt HR London but of course pandemic no events in person so that's gone um but yeah they're my main ways and what I love about the facilitation is it's really unearthing the problems with recruitment yeah so it's it's getting companies to treat people right I'm really on this mission to get all of the people that recruit people to treat people right. So it doesn't matter whether they're staffing or in-house recruiters, them, plus HR, plus the hiring manager. But who do you spend That's most what I do.
0: Like who are, like are most of your clients that from the staffing side? Or are they from the in-house uh-huh.
1: side? Um, they're a real mix. So with the mastermind, which I, I run, which is monthly, that's mixed agency and in-house. Okay. And then the facilitation is is it's in, in-house because that's where the problems are. Okay, and so what, what so for of- example, one of your um, clients might have a customer who has really bad reputation. Yeah, and I can go in and just like in an hour and a half. Actually, don't we can do it online? It doesn't even have to be in person. Um, we can uncover what the problems are and actually brainstorm some solutions. It's it's the design thinking process. It is brilliant. So right.
0: so that, essentially, would it be right to call you like a management consultant that specializes in non- experiences? No. Would, how would you describe yourself if you had to describe
1: Faci- yourself? Uh, facilitator. I, I call myself an author, speaker, and facilitator. Um, to me, a management consultant would stay and, and fix the problems. I want to inspire people to realise there are problems, realise what they are and some ideas and solutions, which is what this design thinking session does. But then it's, okay, like, hey, pull in the people who will help you fix it. My, right. I'm very good at inspiring change. That's yeah. just I've worked it out. It's sure. taken me... Many years, but that's what I'm good at. So get the other people to help you fix it.
0: Management consultants probably do the same thing, right? Most of them, Mackenzie doesn't really stay back to execute unless you you move them to Mackenzie's execution team, which is like a complete
1: yeah. I don't feel like that's what yeah, I'm like, but I, I, come, come, come I don't here. know. I, I'd have to do some research. <laughs> uh, and, and, and so it sounds too posh. I don't want to call myself that. That's, no, I, I, it, sounds I, very, I it sounds like I should wear a suit all day. And polish no, no, no. Shoes no, no I, day, I, get it, I get it. I get
0: it, it, it.
1: That's a bad rep, right?
0: Uh, but,
1: <laughs> no, I know. I wasn't even thinking that. I was just thinking it sounds like I should be very formally attired. And, and you know.
0: And so in your mastermind, what are the sort of topics you cover? Right. Just, just. Oh.
1: Broad. All, of the, all see the human skills so I, I feel something happened over the last well at least 17 18 years since i've been in recruitment where all the technology got in the way and there's training on technology and sourcing there's training on marketing but there's no training on how do i woo you through the recruitment process so how do i use all of my human skills To hook you on to get you interested and then keep you interested through the process how do i show that i'm curious enough to get all the information you need from the hiring manager you know it's 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 the human stuff so we look at trust curiosity empathy compassion even self-worth even making sure that you yourself are worthy enough to partner with a hiring leader you know agency or in-house your job is to partner with that manager to bring the right person through. Um, so it's that. What else do we go into? Certainty, clarity, oh, all sorts. But they're all human. They're and all about how can I be extraordinary? And the only differentiator is how you use technology and how you use marketing with your human skills.
0: Totally get it. But now now to be a little more specific there, right, a lot of our, yeah. our listeners are people that are just starting up new recruitment agencies. just a one- or two-person team uh, that is – you know, no, no real advantage. They don't have this new brand. They don't have, sure they do. there, there, there are a couple people that are just starting out. Uh, yeah. And, and what would be your advice uh, to them on both ends, right? Like how yeah. to find and partner with the right clients and how to, how to get people to, to take a bet on you. And yeah. So. How to get candidates to talk to you because you're just a random agency that that's, you know, pitch, pitching to them. How, how do you do that?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I will actually, I, I'm a one-person company. You know, I, I do have a virtual assistant, but I'm a one-person company. And it comes down to me, right? People buy from me. They like me or they don't like me. I'm Vegemite, Marmite, if you're in the UK, right? Yeah. You like me or you don't. And that's fine. As soon as you realize as an agency, be 100% yourself, be genuinely caring that you want the best for your candidates and your clients the right people will start to come towards you anyway because you'll just be being yourself. You'll be paying it forward, adding value. People want to work with you. So it's just that's, that's a huge start. Um, I would probably start candidate side. So if I was to go back and do it again, I would pick a niche technology yeah. and I would become known, liked and trusted by all the people in that technology. So they then started going, hey, guess what? Sean's got a role. Yeah. You know, you want to talk to him. So I would start there. But you want to be curious, empathetic, particularly at this time. You want to be talking about where do you plan on going next? Not, oh, I've got a role. I need you now. It's urgent. It's urgent to you. It's not urgent to the applicant. So it's like, what what is you doing next? And you create that. I'm Katrina. I'm the go to person for PHP or whatever it might be shows you how long I've done since I've done tech recruitment (laughs) Whichever's the latest one right right. (laughs) but on that if you ever do that do ensure that you make sure that it isn't going to suddenly disappear ask the people who used to recruit for COBOL okay they'll they'll explain what I'm talking about (laughs) I'm aging myself significantly (laughs) but it's it's that like be the go-to person and if you're the go-to person for the candidates you will be for the clients because it. the candidates are the ones that are open doors for example but it's about i mean that that thing it's overused but that authenticity but really just be yourself and this now, is who you are and and actually this is a big one and i teach this in the mastermind partner and i you know i've i've started a part, podcast called the hiring partner perspective because i want people to partner so sit up and if that client is saying here's a 3 year old job description you just go no no you're going to spend an hour with me and we're going to really uncover what you need so I can save you 20 hours down the line or we're not working together. Partner. So, so have it's a attitude spine
0: shift. and be strong, right? Have, have a spine and truly try to help them. But I have one more question going into this. Yeah,
1: yeah, um, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> you can call it spine. I can call it an attitude. It's a, we're going to work together.
0: Truly help it's them. T- like, like, don't, just, don't ju- just be nice and suck up to them because they're your client, but truly try yeah. to help them and help them succeed. yeah
1: and help them can mean i'm sorry but i'm not accepting that behavior yeah because if you spend the time with me up front i'll save you time down the line you're not going to interview the wrong people i could know that you have to interview someone and you're not listening you're just looking at the cv and you're missing a great hire that's how good i can be if you let me partner with you it's and, that and attitude it's shift
0: going, going into the technicals since since you obviously sure. talk to a lot of uh a lot of people that are running recruitment businesses and even 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 clients that are hiring recruitment agencies. Mm-hmm. A lot of people coming in when they start a new firm, they're, they're a little underconfident and thus they mm-hmm. try to undercharge, right? If the market's charging 20%, yeah. they try to charge 12. And that's how yeah. they think, that's how they justify to themselves yeah. that they can do it. And and you know, just listening to you, I can, I can tell that, you know, you're talking about specialization. And specialization certainly doesn't mean cheap, right? And so, no. what do you recommend to to people just starting out? What should they try charging? Should they try to charge above market, at market? Should they give a discount? Like, like, um, and what are the numbers you see in in your part of the world, in in, in the UK?
1: But if if a client if a client's only prepared to pay you twelve percent,
0: yeah,
1: you're not really going to work properly on it, right? It's it's yeah. a race to the bottom. Yeah. So. I would, yeah. Well, I mean, here I think the average here in the UK is twenty percent. To be honest, I don't know. I don't really talk about this kind of stuff with clients. I'm not. I'm not on that side. But it's not about that. It's about like the value that you add. Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting. So I've started um, a group on Clubhouse. I don't know if you've got the the new social yeah. media app. And um, last week I call it the kind recruiter revolution because to me it's kindness. We need kindness. And we were talking about the problem with being paid a fee after the event. Like yeah. I go out to supper, I eat my meal. What Then I decide, oh, well, actually, I didn't like it very much. So I'm only giving you 20% or I'm not, I'm not going to pay yeah. for the whole. Like, come on. No industry accepts what we do. And actually, yeah. if you could get your clients to go, here's 30% up front or even 20% up front.
0: Yeah.
1: We're going to work together. I will give you all my time, but we're going to. We're going to agree a fee up front. Yeah, but his, that's attitude will shift on, wow, I'm paying for a quality service here and we're going to work together on this. And do you know what? If you know nothing about that role, it doesn't matter. Your job is to ask questions. So if it's the first time you've ever recruited that role, yeah. you ask questions. Tell me about the team. What's the project? Actually, uh, Chapter 5 of this book goes into it so much about what to ask. Going back into it,
0: right? Like if, if you're just starting out and you're just a one or two person firm and you've never worked with a client before in today's market, they're not going to give you a retainer unless you work with them. Why not? Because they just, because there's other, other people in because the market. Because
1: you've that decided that they won't. I promise you, I was told this. When you start your business, you will be told, oh, people who do that. Rah, 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 rah. Everyone gives you their people won't. I have always been paid up front occasionally I'm paid on 30 days but I am paid up front because I ask for it you want to work with me this is how we work the reason you're going to work with me this way is I'm going to dedicate my time 100% to you I will drop off all my other clients to work with you and to partner with you and to save you all this time and add all this value because you've got this project to deliver and I'm going to get the right person in to help you deliver that project it's it's a confidence thing ignore people who tell you that it can't be done that way it can be done whatever way you decide. Sean, I'm so sure somebody said to you, you can't run a business. You've no idea what you're doing. And look at you now.
0: Yeah. I, I, people I love to so, say. Yeah. So be confident and ask for what you're worth upfront, Right. Uh,
1: Even if you're new and you're, if you're yeah. new, start reading, read books, read articles, ask the candidates, learn, learn. You have to be a sponge. Learn, 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 learn. Put yourself out there. Get on Twitter and listen. Get on Clubhouse if you are lucky enough to <laughs> be on an iPhone. It's a bit snobby, isn't it? Yeah. But listen to the conversations that are going. Don't speak. Listen and learn. And then you can go back with a question that's like you've already learned something to ask a great question.
0: Right. And 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 now a, a couple quick ones, right? Sure. Be- because you've already worked with tons and tons of recruitment agencies again, what do you think a lot of people... Screw up, but it's it's something that's so basic that you think they can just get right if they just understand that they're screwing up. Two th- two things. Yes.
1: Um, your job is only urgent to you, so stop putting urgent in the subject line of any messaging that you're sending. Yeah. Um, the candidate doesn't care that your job needs to be filled yesterday, truly. Um, and um, again, messaging actually, 80% reduction in response rate if you write, I came across your profile on LinkedIn. 80% reduction in response rate. This is the kind of stuff I unearthed writing this. Oh, it's upside down. Honestly. Yeah. Um, the link's, <laughs> honestly, links, the links, that... <laughs> links below. No. The royalties are to charity. I keep saying this. Um, yeah, it's incredible. But it's packed full of the real nitty-gritty stuff okay. that that you can, like, get your hands on. But um, that that's immediately. And- Start with the word you right? Like advertising, you listen to advertising, you'll get in your new car and you'll notice the new car smell yeah. and you'll love the feel and you're like going, yeah, whatever. But you, your background has caught my attention because of blah, blah, blah. The second you do that, they know you've actually read their profile. You'll Got stand it. out from every other recruiter.
0: And so Katrina, this is something that you said people should reduce that they, 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 they they're currently doing. And that obviously makes sense. And what do you think it is something that people probably don't do enough of, right? That, that they do a little bit, but they don't do enough of.
1: Adding value. So I talk about, <laughs> yeah, truly, yeah. truly. I talk about, so Mark Hopkins, Yeah. Um, I mentioned him in the Robot Proof Recruiter. He is a one-person company over here. He does engineering recruiting, a really tough time to be in England doing engineering recruiting at the current yeah. time. Um, bless him. But what he'll do is he'll have had a whole ton of questions from engineers. So he'll create a video to put on LinkedIn, and then he'll put the blooper reel out so we'll get to laugh at him, like making all his mistakes, but he's always adding value. Amy Miller is another one. She's actually an in-house recruiter. She has a channel where she demystifies recruitment for job seekers. They're all using these amazing social channels to pay it forward, and you start doing that and people just go, oh, I've got to go to Mark. I've got to go to Amy. I've got to go to Katrina. They pay it forward. They give it. They give. And that's what people are looking for. It's like anything in life. Yeah, you've got those friends that suck you dry, and you don't want to be near them. But the ones that help, and and you help each other, and it's balanced. Oh my God, you're there, right?
0: It's a great relationship. And and mm. so more more closing out questions, right? Obviously, because you've, okay. you've been awesome. You've given us tons of awesome information okay. to work with. That's all right. Yeah, and um, so, Katrina, if if uh, if you had to give your twenty year old self some advice, what would it be?
1: Get to therapy earlier. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I, a I, I, I little bit joke, um, but I, I, I went through a lot of childhood trauma. Of course. And you cannot start your own business without self-love, self-care and self-compassion. I had none of that when I started. And I fell into, I could, she's actually a life coach, but she does a lot of therapy stuff too. Yeah. And I fell into it and let go of all of the stuff, all the layers of murk went, all the healing that needed to be done was done. While I was growing my business, imagine if I'd done that in my 20s and then launched my business in my 30s. Wow, sky would be the limit. So if you are running your own business and you have trauma that you need to overcome, go overcome it. It is. We have never had as much access, uh, sorry, access to healing as we do now. So it's a strange thing to say but to run your own business is all consuming because we love it. Brilliant. And if you don't love it you're doing the wrong thing.
0: <laughs> what's one book you would recommend other than your own? Other than Oh,
1: I I have a I like literally have a pile of them. Yeah.
0: One. <laughs> if you had to pick one. you had to look at them and be like this is the one went to this week.
1: Um because you're all starting your own businesses the big leap and I always forget his surname.
0: The big leap. Big
1: leap. Yeah. Gay Hendrix,
0: Brilliant. And I love um, the
1: big leap. And it's all about being in your zone of excellence. And it's all about doing what lights you up. I have this big thing. This So this will help you with your clients as well. If they're talking to you and you're slumping in your chair, yeah. the answer to that client is no. If you're talking to that client and you've sat upright, the answer is yes. Now your body will tell you without your brain having even thought about it. Because right. your subconscious is kicking in and going, oh, they're going to be a pain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, oh, my God, you get to do this and you'll be up bolt right. Go for the work that always makes you sit bolt upright. That's another thing I wish I'd known at 20. There's so many things. It's so long ago. The list is long. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, most of us learn by divide by, by over the years. And you, so.
1: Yeah, you do learn by your mistakes, don't you? Final
0: two closing questions. Like, okay. Like, what else do you have in life right now? Do you have puppies, kids? You know, I uh, have
1: um, two, yep. well, I, they're not puppies. <laughs> I have a 15-and-a-half-year-old chocolate Labrador, which is extraordinary. <laughs> yeah, he. Yeah, the average age for a chocolate Labrador is 10-and-a-half and he's 15-and-a-half. Wow. He's amazing. And I have a nearly nine-year-old Eng- uh, English Springer Spaniel. So the dogs are my outside. Um, during the pandemic, I have learnt to make almond nut butter from scratch. In other words, you put almonds in a blender. And, um, <laughs> I started baking, baking bread, but in the bread maker as opposed to you know, the hard way. So um, that, um, I think mostly, most of my stuff I do is probably quite work-related at the current time because of the pandemic. You know, life is very small here in London. (laughs) We're on lockdown.
0: The the last question is, if if you had, like, you know, we talked about everything you've done and all your advice and and Mm -hmm. what sort of plan for yourself, what what do you think you're going to be doing the next 10 or 20 years? Are you you going to...
1: I uh in 20 years i'll be retired um (laughs) god i hope no maybe not maybe not maybe i'll still be doing this um i am on a mission i'm on a mission to get all the people that recruit people to treat people better i want to inspire 1 million people to do that so that will be my focus i will be speaking on all of the stages i'll be working with hiring leaders i will be doing whatever it takes to get the people who are in the recruitment process treated properly we have all have got our own stories or know of stories of candidates being treated so badly. I want it to just stop. So that's, that's what I, I'm. Fo- that's what I'm focused on. I, I can, it, it literally drives me.
0: I can feel the passion oozing out of my computer screen. Like
1: yeah, hitting. Yeah. Yeah. And that's awesome. I still, I still hate my keyboard, but I have a feeling there's another book coming as well. Oh, that's oh. awesome. And, then- <laughs> and I, I hate my keyboard. I hate. Yes. <laughs>
0: that's awesome, Katrina. We we thank you for taking the time to do this. We really appreciate it. And I'm sure the audience does too. That was a bunch of fun Mm -hmm. information. And
1: it's a bunch. They can come find me.
0: And that's all for today's episode of Recruitment Entrepreneurs. Like and follow us if you liked today's episode and want to hear more stories from the world of recruitment.